This is the Joey Salazar Leadership Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Joey Salazar Leadership Podcast. This is Joey Salazar. I am your friend, and I am excited to be able to connect with you once again. Here in the studio, I am not by myself. I have my very good friend, Gio, with me. Gio, how are you doing today? Good. I'm excited for today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, One of the things that I want, one of the topics I wanted to include in our podcast was that of book reviews. Uh, not so much necessarily like uh, look into the author's life and stuff like that. No, but just like I want to, I want to share with you books that have impacted my life in a positive way. Uh, for those of you who there might be people who don't know this about me, but uh, I am an avid a book reader. I am in two or three books at the same time. Just my mind kind of just wired like that. I don't recommend that for everybody, but. Um, I, I love consuming books. How do you read books so fast? Oh, I really want to know. I don't understand. Like, like I can't keep up with you. Like, do you read like <laughs> books while you're sleeping? Like, I don't understand how this works. Yeah, man. you you just put the pillow, uh, right, the book right under the pillow, <laughs> and somehow the knowledge. No, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll include this here. Um, obviously, I wasn't born with a book in my hand. All right, I didn't come out of the womb, John Maxwell. All right, but I will say that when I started when I started developing the habit of reading, uh, first of all, I started with small, like short books, just so I can get some under my belt. Uh, I started with topics that I really enjoyed, and I wouldn't finish a book that was going to ruin my my reading experience. And so, if there was a book that I was not interested in anymore. Or it just it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, or it was just really hard to understand. I would stop reading it because I wanted my experience, at least when I was getting started, for it to be a good one. Wow! And so I just kind of kept doing that over and over again. Accountability, setting some goals for myself, and now I am able to. Uh, now I I think about it, but I don't have to like really really think about it because it's just part of what I do. And so I, I love it. Um, and I'm looking right now at some of the books I have here in my library, and I've given a lot of books away, but all that to say that it's possible. And also, again, we're going to be highlighting a book today, a book that I've read here recently that has really impacted my life, and I highly encourage it. We're not getting sponsored by any means or anything like that, but if any authors out there want to in the future, hey, absolutely, we are open to it. But the book we're going to be talking about today is called When the day, and it's written by Pastor Mark Batterson. Pastor Mark Batterson is an incredible, incredible leader. He's written several, several books. Uh, one of his other books that made a lot of noise in a positive way was called The Circle Maker. And it was just really had to do on the power of prayer, which is another incredible book that I, I recommend. I actually read that one, and then I read kind of like the extended version uh, that was for, uh, it was called Praying Circles Around Your Kids. And it talked about the power of us as parents praying for our kids. And there was one statement from there that I, I'll never forget, and it's stuck with me for years now. And it's simply, heaven should be hearing your kids' names daily. Oof, and it good. just challenged me. It wrecked me to be like, you know what? It should. Heaven should. 
And so um, Pastor Mark is an incredible speaker, communicator, author. And and today I want to share with you just some notes. I want to share with you some thoughts from the book, Win the Day. And this is for anybody who needs to stress less in their life. So if you have any stress in your life today and you're like, you know what? I could do, I could do, you know, I could get rid of some. This book is for that. And it's for anybody who wants to accomplish more. And so it's literally seven daily habits to help you stress less and accomplish more. And so uh, honestly, I don't know if we'll get through all seven today. I don't know if I should leave it as a teaser, but we're going to go through some of them. And I really hope that they encourage your life. Here's the first one. The first habit is flip the script. Flip the script. And the thought behind this particular habit is that if you want to change your life, start by changing your story, especially the story that you tell yourself. Uh, I got this particular uh, phrase from John Acuff, but he calls our inner thoughts soundtracks. And it, it matters. It's so important. The soundtracks we play in our minds that we tell about ourselves that we tell about others, that we tell about our our situations. And um, I've come to notice that the difference between success and failure is simply oftentimes the stories that we tell ourselves. Some people, you know, two people could go through the same thing, yet one person be like, oh man, I failed. And another person could easily say, you know what? I learned something. John Maxwell has a book called... um, you know, sometimes you sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. And, and it's like, you know what? We're going to fail forward. And, 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 you know, again, we're going to change the story that we're going to, we're going to tell about ourselves. Uh, recently, uh, I had a friend of mine at church uh, come up to me with, with tears in his eyes and, and tell me, uh, man, I, I didn't get the job, Pastor. I didn't get the job. I was, I really thought I was counting on it. I was going to get it. Um, he said, I, I'm, I'm a failure. I, I'm, I, was, uh, I was rejected. And he was using terms like that to talk to him about himself. And, wow. and I definitely picked up on that. And uh, after I let him kind of just vent a little bit, I, I spoke into that. And I said, you know what? What if we, re- what if we relabeled this, this thing you're going through? Uh, what what if what if we change what if we change the focus and what if it's not rejection but what if it's redirection and, and what if you're not a failure what if just this was a missed opportunity but can we believe God for maybe a greater opportunity and sure enough sometime later he comes back to me the same guy is now telling me man that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me wow because if that hadn't happened. Now I wouldn't be here at the job I'm, I'm supposed to be at that I really enjoy. And so you've got to, we've got to be really, really careful. The thoughts that we allow to, to dominate our mind, we got to be careful what we say to ourselves. Um, you know, Gio, talk to me a little bit about, about the power of, I mean, we know there's power of life and death in our tongue, but our thoughts also matter. Tell me a little bit about how you've experienced that and how your thoughts are really impacted your life. Yes. Uh, it's funny because you've told me that before. Uh, I forget we were having a conversation or something and I'm kind of like talking down on myself or I guess critiquing myself or being critical of myself. 
and you said something like, "Bro, you gotta change the soundtrack in your brain," and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, man, you don't even know the soundtrack I got in my brain," you know. <laughs> but um, it's funny you mentioned that because it, it, it's it's interesting because you're saying to change the soundtrack in your brain, and you do, or we need to take it out, but we need to fill it with something, mm. and. The more um, I've been exposed to you and other leaders at the church, it's helped, believe it or not, reprogram the soundtrack in my brain. Because it's almost like by just, I don't know, association or by osmosis, yeah. or just being around in the same room in the same spirit, um, you start picking up on that and it starts to reprogram you. Uh, you can do that yourself at home too and with the Bible. and it just, it's, it's, a, it's a process, so it's not overnight. Sure. But I do notice, yeah. And then now I notice as, as time goes on and as, as I feel like God's been working on me with this particular uh, um, challenge, I, I'm looking back now, as we're talking, I'm looking back, I'm like, man, I haven't had those thoughts in a minute or I don't, I don't hear that same voice anymore. So the voice is different now. The, the soundtrack is changing. The soundtrack is changing. So... You know, uh, for anyone out there that that's dealing with this, I just want to tell you, encourage you. Hey, just stick with it. Um, it's a process. Um, it's like a plant; it grows very slowly. Absolutely, we got to be super careful what we label things and what we say about ourselves. And so, today's reflection question, as far as this particular habit, is there something in your life that maybe you've mislabeled? Mm-hmm. Is there something in your life that maybe you're calling it one thing? But really, is there another way to see it? Is there another way to look at it as well? Maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's a child, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a team member, maybe it's a church. You know what? Be careful. You want to change your life, you got to change your story, change your thoughts, and that'll help you moving in the right direction. Here's another one. Eat the frog. Eat the frog. Just to clarify, we are not promoting you chasing frogs outside your house and and eating those for breakfast. When we talk about eating the frog, here's the the description of the habit. If, If you want God to do the super, you've got to do the natural. We might say often, you might hear often that, hey, we serve a supernatural God. And yes, that's true. But again, if you want God to do the super, you and I have to first do the natural. He won't do what things that we're supposed to do. And not because he's a mean God, but because oftentimes he is growing us. Oftentimes because he's, he's waiting on, on us to, to continue to take responsibility. And so eat the frog uh, comes from uh, this idea that if you ever had to eat a live frog, it's best done first thing in the morning because you can go through the rest of your day knowing that the hardest task is behind you. I think I might've heard this phrase initially from Brian Tracy in his book called Eat the Frog. But um, I think it's super important um, that we would, we would identify that motion doesn't always signify progress. Activity doesn't always signify uh, progress. Right, I, I I feel like the best image I could give us today is is somebody running on a treadmill. There's a lot of movement happening. Your heart's beating faster. You might even sweat a little bit. Um, but how far did you run? Technically, like you never left two to three feet. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you moved a lot, but you didn't go anywhere. And I think if we're not careful in our lives, we'll focus a lot on the little uh, menial task. 
and we'll avoid some of the bigger things, the tougher projects, the tougher conversations, the 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 more important things that that we need to do. That honestly, at the end of the day, also much of the time gives us our greatest return. Oftentimes, I've noticed, at least in my life, the things that I really avoid or procrastinate on are things that are gonna, in return, come and and add the most value either to my life or to uh, my church and the team that that we get to help lead. And so um, it's been said before, you can't just pray like it depends on God, but you also have to work like it depends on you. I wonder, I wonder if, uh, if we've been saying, if you and I have been saying, hey, I'm waiting for God. I'm waiting for God to do this. I'm waiting for God to do this. I wonder though, if, if, if we were to interview him today on the podcast, if he were to say, I'm actually waiting on you. Is there some things that today maybe he's waiting on you to do? Some natural things, a phone call, maybe mm-hmm. uh, you know, listing your, your passion project, your goal, your dream, writing it down on a piece of paper. Is there something that today maybe uh, you've been procrastinating on because it's hard or because you know it's going to make you feel a certain way? But if we want to make progress, if we want to continue moving forward, there will come times where we're going to have to eat the frog. Gio, what comes to mind as you hear about the frog? When I first heard this concept, uh, it took a little bit for me to understand it, but I, I get it. I eat the frog is you know basically accomplishing a task, a productive task, um, and sometimes we don't want to do it. There's times where I don't want to eat the frog, <laughs> but you know what? The more you start eating frogs, they don't taste as bad anymore. <laughs> yeah. So you start getting used to it, and it's almost like you build momentum. So. Um, yeah, again, it's a process, but uh, it takes time and and give yourself grace while you while you're trying it, because uh, little by little you start noticing that the frogs get bigger and bigger, um, and you start accomplishing more. Absolutely, I think, and maybe in the future we can even unpack what I'm about to say in in a whole episode. But I think something that that goes to help us and sets us up to win, and and when it comes to eating frogs. Um, anybody who just jumped on the podcast, like in this point, it's going to be like, what are they talking about? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Why are we eating frogs? Is this a leadership podcast? <laughs> um, it was until we changed it. <laughs> and so um, nonetheless, uh, our morning rituals, our morning routines set us up for productive days, for successful days. And what I mean by that is that everybody, no matter who you are, we all have a routine in the morning. No matter what time you wake up, maybe the first thing you go for is your phone. Maybe you you go to the gym in the morning first thing. Maybe you have a really good breakfast or uh, you, you know, go and you kiss your spouse first thing in the morning. Uh, we all have a routine. And uh, I've come to notice that my morning routine, it, it ha- has a huge impact on my day. And so uh, maybe in that morning routine, it would be wise of us to evaluate you know, if our routine is setting us up to win for the day, maybe spending an hour, the first hour of the day on social media or looking at our emails on our phone or, uh, you know, stuff like that. I don't know if that really sets up to win like it's supposed to, but I think that if we're intentional, our routine can set us up to win. 
we'll set us up so that, hey, the first things that we do in the day are the hardest things because we're a lot of us are sharper at that time. We have more energy. We haven't looked yet at email or text messages from what other people want us to do. But no, today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and knock this out. And so eating that frog is super, super important. Here's another habit. Another habit that Pastor Mark Batterson includes on when the day is fly the kite. Fly the kite. And this habit is all about how you do anything is how you will do everything. I'm going to say that one more time. How you do anything is how you'll do everything. And in this particular chapter, he talks about not despising small beginnings. The Bible says, for the Lord rejoices to see the work even beginning. God is not great. God is, God is great not just because nothing is too big, Pastor Mark says, but he goes on to say, God is great because nothing is too small for him. And, and in this particular habit, he is challenging us to refocus, change our perspective on how we see the little things, the little tasks, the, the little things on our, on our list or the little things that, that we have to do. And he goes on to say that if you do the little things like they're big things, God will do big things like they're little things. Wow. That's powerful. Gio, what comes to mind as, as you hear that particular statement right there? We touched on that uh, on a previous episode with excellence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a principle. It's, it's a principle that... Um, it's like a law, you know. So that's why it comes. It keeps coming up. It's like it, it's like gravity, you know. You you obey the law. We obey the law of gravity. If you obey this law, by being, um, if you do the little things like they're big things, God will do big things like they're little things, and, and basically honor the little things, and God will God will bless you with abundance. And so, yeah, it's just it keeps coming up, and you might have heard this before, but it's because it's it's a law. It's a principle. Absolutely. Yeah, we can't wait till we have. You won't see this, but I'm doing like quote unquotes. All right, I'm doing like little quotes in there. We, we, we can't wait until we have arrived to then start. Okay, I'm going to live right now. Okay, now I'm going to give my 400%. Okay, now I'm really going to sacrifice. No, right now, wherever you're at in the startup business, with, uh, you know, in early in the relationship, in early in the life of the church, like it, it starts now living right. It starts now living with the principles and the morals and the character that God calls us to do. And so uh, why? Because uh, we're, we're establishing patterns, we're establishing routines. And so it's very important that we would uh, s- do the right things now so that as we were to grow, as we were to go, as the Lord would elevate, as the Lord would lead us into next seasons, uh, we would be able to have patterns. We would be able to have the character to be able to sustain us. And so, uh, you know, sacrifice now, uh, prepare now, uh, seek the Lord now. Uh, I know it's small. Maybe it's a five minute speaking opportunity you have. Yo, prepare like you're, you're about to speak 45 minutes. And, I, and I'm not saying like jam 45 minutes into five minutes. I'm just saying, see it the same. Hey, I, I got five minutes to share. And so I'm gonna prepare intentionally. Maybe you're gonna give a presentation Maybe you are uh, leading at home, 
right? But you really have a desire to lead in another place. Hey, but let's let's start where we're at. And I know it looks small, but if we do this well now, uh, the Lord will do something different and greater the day of tomorrow. And so that is all about flying the kites. Here's another one. Another habit that he talks about is cut the rope. Cut the rope. And I love this subtitle here. And it says, playing it safe is risky. Playing it safe is risky. I I, I think this is um, this is so important because I think so many things around us in our environment promotes comfort. You know, like uh, cars with heated seats. <laughs> we have uh, cars who can we can turn them on without ever having to get inside. We have Tempur-Pedic beds. We have comfortable shoes with. We can put uh, new soles in there and and be all cushiony and, and and everything around us is promoting comfort and there's nothing wrong with that. But I wonder if if we're not careful, what will happen to our spiritual lives if we feel that God is calling us to comfortable Christianity? Hmm. And I really feel like that's not really what He died for. That's not really what He calls us for. And I believe he calls us to take risk. In this chapter, uh, Pastor Mark talks about a story where uh, there was a product. It had to do with an elevator. Uh, they wanted to, to, to display how there was this safety mechanism that would capture um, you know, an elevator that were to become broken or, or come off the rails or, or you know, get messed up. And but the only way to show that it would be able to kick in was to make it mess up, was to cut the ropes and let the elevator legit fall so that the safety mechanism could kick in place and 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 show and prove that hey, it does work. And he talks about how it was a risk, but he had to cut the rope so that he could show that hey, this does work, this does come through, and it did. And so um, here's another statement that I thought was just so powerful that the greatest risk is taking no risk. I think a lot of people, and myself included at times, you know, we, we, we don't want to step out, but sometimes that's the biggest risk of all. You not stepping out, you not putting yourself in a position for God to show up in a powerful way. God won't honor the goals that don't honor him. That was another statement that he wrote. And, and he finishes off with sharing the story about him and his son going to a really high cliff to go hang gliding. They were going to go separately. And as a good father, he let the son go off first, jump off the cliff. <laughs> but then, you know, Pastor Mark shortly follows him and, and is running and, and this whole time, the whole time he says, as he's running to the edge of the cliff, in his mind, his soundtrack is, oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> Yet he is running full blast and then he leaps off the cliff and now he is gliding through the air and now the soundtrack changes as he is looking at this view, as he's looking at his son with a huge smile on his face now the soundtrack is, this is amazing. This is amazing. 
this is amazing. This is amazing. And he shares with us that if we avoid, if we avoid the this is crazy moments, we're going to lose out on this is the amazing moments. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's good, man. Because we don't want to, we don't want to jump off the cliff. Yeah. Because we don't want to, we don't want to put ourselves in a position where, I guess another way to say it is where faith is really going to have to be required. Yeah. What's going on through your mind as you hear that particular story there? Yeah. How oftentimes have you done something uncomfortable after you've done it that you don't have regret? It's like, you know, you don't want to go to the gym. You don't want to go to the gym. But then when you go to the gym, you're glad you did. Yeah. You know, and, and, but yeah, you know, when we're comfortable and we're, it's like we're in that that womb or in those covers, we don't want to get up early or we don't want to do something. Um, it's because we're comfortable, like you said, but <laughs> but we know that that's good for us on the other side. And, Absolutely. you know, even, I don't know, it, you could apply that to anything, you know, a roller coaster, right? You're scared to go on a roller coaster. But when you go on a roller coaster, yeah. you get off the roller coaster, you're like, wow, that was amazing. So, um, but yeah, there's just this thing in our brain where we want to be stuck with, um, the norm, the, the 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 comfort. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is interesting. Yeah. I absolutely love this book. And our time is, is coming to a close now, but uh, these were just a few of the habits. There's seven in total that Pastor Mark shares with us. This is a book I absolutely recommend. I loved it. It was a great read, a lot of takeaways. And so you can find this book uh, legit anywhere where books are sold I also have a blog of my complete notes on my website. Just simply go to joeysalazar.org forward slash blogs, and you'll be able to see it there. Thank you so much to everybody tuning in, sharing, and telling your friends about it. It means, the, it means so much to me. We will catch you on another episode. Thank you for tuning in. For more information and additional resources, check out joeysalazar.org and follow him on Instagram at joeysalazar. Please feel free to rate, review, share, and subscribe. Once again, thank you so much for joining the Joy Salazar Leadership Podcast.